grace and peace to you. God bless you. I'm going to talk to you for a little bit from the verse Genesis uh, from the verse in Genesis chapter 26, verse 12. And it's talking about a time when there was a famine and um, the Bible is is talking about Isaac and we are being brought into an experience that Isaac had that many of us are having even now. And the Bible says that then Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. I think one of the most challenging things for us is still meeting the expectations of a thing despite challenges that we may be facing. Like there's nothing that will prohibit us from giving or sowing or serving when all is well. But there becomes a challenge to our very souls. I mean, at least for me, when God is still expecting you to do something despite your circumstances, your circumstances are screaming, it's hollering at you. It's causing you great, great pain. And God has not changed his mind about what he's expecting. And so when we look at what's happening with Isaac, Isaac was facing a famine. Now, we know that there was a famine in the land during his days, but that famine means lack. And if we could interpret that to our modern times, it can mean a financial famine. It can be a relationship famine. It can be, you know, we can apply that to all the different um, seven dimensions of our life. That any area in our life where we're feeling unfulfilled, unmet, um, unrealized, unsatisfied, you know, those are famines. Those are areas of drought. Those are areas where there's no rain, there's no life, there's no movement. And so we're experiencing famine. And I don't know about you, but whenever I find myself in a season of famine, the, the human, my human nature is to draw back. And it's almost a, you draw back to preserve. And you know, we do that, right? When you think about in the land when there's a drought, what do um, the governments declare? You can't wash your car. They don't want you watering your lawn or what have you. It's particularly in the South summer months and there's a drought. They'll tell you there's a water restriction. And so there's a tendency to withdraw our hand and to be reserved when there's a famine, when there's shortage and when there's lack or when there's conflicts or challenges. And so we're like that in our own natural lives. Whenever something is, is challenging us or we're not seeing a fulfillment or satisfaction, we pull back. Right. And for some of that, yeah, God may be saying like in the case of um, Elijah at the um, uh, brook, of, brook of Cherith. Yeah. The fact that the ravens ceased bringing food was a sign that God said, get up and move. So you got to know like what God is expecting you to do in each of those seasons. But in this particular season that uh, Isaac was in, God did not expect him to pull back. As a matter of fact, God expected him to continue to pour and continue to pour. And so you have to know the difference and you can't ever and listen and hear me clearly. Don't just listen, but hear me when I say you cannot compare your season to that of somebody else, because like I said, in Elijah's season, when the ravens ceased bringing food, it was time for Elijah to move. But in in um, Isaac's season, where things were drying up, God is saying, keep plowing forward. So what you don't want to do is make the mistake of assuming that the instructions God has given to someone in one season of their life 
is the same set of instructions for you. You got to know your seasons may be parallel to one another. You both may be experiencing a challenge and you may be experiencing a challenge in the same area. Like you both may be experiencing deficit in the same thing, right? However, the instructions that God has given you and the instruction God has given your partner may be totally different. So don't ever assume that just because an area is drying up in your life that you should pull back. Likewise, don't assume that just because an area, something is drawn, drying up that you pull up plow for it. You have to know what God is expecting of you because listen, your circumstances are only going to respond to the voice of God. Like God is going to speak to your circumstance and your, and he's going to, your circumstance, and when God speaks to your circumstance, your circumstance then is going to respond to your obedience and it's going to respond to your act of faith. So you have to know that with Elijah, when the brook dried up, God had already spoken to his next resource. He'd already spoken to the widow. He had already prepared this widow. So Isaac, excuse me, Elijah didn't have to struggle. He didn't have to fight with her. And so I think sometimes that when we expect the same breakthrough that our neighbor or our partner is experiencing, and then we don't, we become frustrated because that situation, that circumstance is not responding to you. And it's not responding to you because it doesn't have to. You know what I'm saying? God didn't speak to that circumstance concerning you. He spoke to that circumstance concerning your friend. And just because you all are friends, you thought, well, it worked for her. It'll work for me. It worked for him. It worked for me. And that's not the case. So whenever you are experiencing a lack, a drought or a famine, there is a reason. There are one or two things happening. Either God is expecting you to pull back, retreat and shift or he's saying plow forward. Now, in Isaac's case, God had a blessing wrapped up in the famine. And y'all have to hear me. There was a blessing in the famine, but only if Isaac could plow beyond what his eyes could see. And so there'll be times when you are in a famine season. And you're experiencing drought and you don't see there's no other way out but through. You have to know that God has already spoken to the elements of that famine and that in your act of obedience, even in famine, you will yield a breakthrough. Now, the Bible said Isaac sowed in that land. You have to know the land you're sowing in. In other words, the land is only going to respond to the seed that you've sown in it. You can't sow in somebody else's land or in somebody else's season in their land. You have to know where God wants you to put the seed. Now, when I'm talking about seed, because please don't limit it to money. Okay. I'm talking about acts of service. You have to know exactly where God wants you and you have to know exactly what he expects from you. Because that land, that place, that realm, that um, dimension, that territory, that region is the only place where you're going to receive a harvest for your seed. You can take that same act of service and use it in somebody else's land and it will be a good work, but you won't eat the fruit of it. You know how the scripture says one will plant and another one will eat the harvest. You eat from trees that you haven't planted. People are doing it. Oh, I feel God. People are eating from trees that you planted. And (laughs) because there is the law of reciprocity and God does honor seed. Okay. However, 
if you're sowing a seed in somebody else's land and that's not where God told you. In other words, if you're doing what you want to do, where you want to do it, okay, it will work. But you won't eat the fruit from it. Somebody else will eat the fruit from your labor. So you don't want to do that. So you've got to know where your land is, God. In this season of hardship in my life, there is a tendency in me to do it over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because this ground is too hard. I'm, I'm just, I'm talking to somebody. This ground is too hard. This situation is too hard. So I'm going to continue to be obedient, but I'm going to do it over there. Or I'm going to do it with them. Or I'm going to do it. And and you'll do the work and listen, and God will get glory. Like there'll be breakthroughs and stuff because it's power in Jesus name. But when you, but when the, when the, when the seeds sprout, and the trees begin to yield fruit, somebody else will eat from that tree. All your work, all, all of your hard labor. And I feel like I'm talking to somebody. I feel like you're saying to yourself, wow, God, I never, I, I never thought about that. Now, so here you are, you're watching somebody else eat from the fruit of trees you planted. And you're still wondering where your stuff is. Like, you're still hungry. You know what I'm saying? Your ground is still barren, but the work you did in somebody else's field, in somebody else's vineyard, which was a good work. You did a good work. Pat yourself on the back. Wonderful job. Only problem. The only problem. That's not where God told you to do it. But since you did it, God's going to honor the seed. You just won't get to eat the fruit from it. So you want to be mindful that the ground is going to respond to the seed. Let the seed bring forth after its kind. And so I feel in my spirit that there are many people of God who have sown and you've worked and you've labored and you have pressed through in some of the most challenging seasons of your life. And it was a good work. But you're wondering why you don't see the fruit of it. And one of the reasons could be, could be, you can ask God for yourself, but it could be you did a good work, but that wasn't what God told you to do in that place, with that person, in that thing. In other words, you did the work, but you took the seed to another ground because maybe it was softer ground. Maybe somebody else had already done the work and you felt as if, well, I can do it. I just don't have to put forth the same effort because half the job has already been done. And guess what? The ground is going to respond to that seed. Unfortunately, that fruit and that harvest will belong to the man, the landlord, the Lord of that vineyard. So you want to be mindful that you are sowing in your land, sowing in the place where God is telling you whatever that is. It can be financially. It can be service wise. It can be um, labor wise. Whatever that thing is, you need to make sure that you are planting that seed in the ground that God has already spoken to concerning you. So. Isaac sowed in that land, in that same hard place, because many of us have a tendency to look at what somebody else is doing and how well they're doing it. And then we'll go and join that because we don't have to put forth the work. But God is telling somebody today, you need to put in the work. You need to roll your sleeves up and you need to pop some sweat from your forehead and you need to do that work. Because when you get done with the work, you will enjoy the fruit of your labor. 
And so you're you're partial. You're eating. You're eating from. You're not even. <laughs> praise God. I heard this word today. Word gleaning, and I couldn't stand. I'm like, why am I hearing this word gleaning? You should be in a harv in a season of harvest, and you're in a season of gleaning. Because you're trying to eat off land that you sowed in, but it wasn't your land. You understand? The land that Ruth worked in prophetically, spiritually belonged to her. That belonged to her bloodline. Even though she married into it, it belonged to her bloodline, but she didn't know it. And she's doing all of this hard work, but she could never harvest. She could only glean. Now, her obedience caused her to rise up and own the land, take proper possession of it. Right. But she ended up working hard in a land that was hers, but she could only glean from it. So the Lord Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year, in the same year. People of God, when you sow whatever the seed is, whatever God is telling you, and you do it in the land God is telling you, and listen, and in the time frame. So it's not just location, but you also have to be mindful of the timing of it. Because some of us move when we get ready. <laughs> you move when you feel like it. And there are some seasons that are time sensitive. Like that ground is only going to be receiving seed between now and Friday at two o'clock. You understand what I'm saying? You, you know, you don't always have time to do what God is telling you to do. There was a certain season that Isaac needed to sow that seed, even though he was being obedient, but even in the confines of being obedient comes time restrictions. It's not just, Lord, I did what you told me to do. Yeah, but you did it two years late, right? That, that didn't even, first of all, I've already reassigned that ground to somebody else. Like again, somebody else is going to eat the fruit of a tree that they didn't even plant because you wasted two years. So it's not so much finding the place where your seed is supposed to be, but you need to also sort within the time constraints, location and time, time and location. Okay. They all have to work together. That ground, regardless of the famine, because God was not moved by the famine, God was not intimidated or having anxiety about the famine because within that famine, God had already spoken to the ground and said, look, I don't care how how dry the atmosphere is. I don't care how much water or the lack thereof that you're receiving. When this man, when Isaac, he called him by name, when Isaac sowed a seed, I, I listen, I am requiring you and I am expecting you to produce some water, some sunlight and some fertilizer. And I need you to sprout. You understand what I'm saying? When you sow that seed in the place where it's supposed to be sown, during the time where it's supposed to be sown, despite your circumstances, God is going to speak and he's going to command that ground despite the condition of the soil. Are you hearing God? Despite the condition of the soil, he is going to command that ground to come together and to form an environment conducive for bearing seed and cause your stuff to spring forth. Isaac sowed in that land, he received in the same year a hundredfold, not 30 fold or 60 or 90, 100 fold. Some of us are yielding one third of the harvest. Some of us are yielding one half of a harvest. And to be honest, 
Some of us don't even know the difference. <laughs> Can I just say that? You, you, some of us are so excited that we've got a harvest. You have not stopped to ask God, was this it? We're just so happy we got the phone call or we got this uh, thing unfold. You never stop to say, God, was this the whole hundredfold or am I working with a 30? So you want to ask yourself the question, or did I receive the full measure of my harvest? Because again, just because something came about the ground or you see tree fruit on a tree, was that all? Was that did did that land give you its best or did it just give you something to satisfy you and listen to deceive you into thinking that that's all that God has for you? I believe there's some people right now that the enemy has deceived you into thinking that this is it. And you're living right now off of a 30 fold harvest because you have you didn't know. How to do the work in a hard season. And when I say a hard season, a famine season, I mean, when everything again, when everything's dried up, everything's dried up, like nothing is moving for you. And so since nothing is moving for you, you're not even moving for you. And when you're not moving for you, you're certainly not moving for God. So you have shut down everything. And then you see some fruit off the tree and you're eating it, and you're blessing God and you're praising God. And the Lord is saying, daughter, son. That's not even half of what I had for you. If you would have tapped in and and buckled down and 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 rolled up your sleeves and got the work done, I would have. I was. I really wanted to blow your mind with that. But now you becoming a content. <laughs> you're content with a thirty-fold harvest. You're content with a sixty-fold harvest. You're content with a ninety-fold harvest. And God is saying, I really my expectation was one hundredfold. So I think that we need to look at the work that we do, the location of the work that we do and the timing of the work that we do. Then we need to look at the totality or the full measurement of the harvest. Is that really all? Is this all that God is doing right now? Is this all? Yeah, I see some some I planted five rows. I'm only seeing two coming up. I'm not about to rejoice about the three that are that are <laughs> that has crop failure. Yeah, I'm going to eat off of the two rows and I, I'm going to sustain myself. But you better believe I'm going to sit down and have a conversation about these other three rows that I'm seeing crop failure. And I'm going to make sure I'm going to test the soil. I'm going to find out why there was crop failure. And you better believe the next time God gives me a season and tells me to sow. Listen, all I'm expecting all five rows to yield. I'm just saying. So you cannot get content with just a 30 fold, 60 or 90 fold when God expects you 100 fold. My last point is the Bible says, and the Lord blessed him. It wasn't just that God gave Isaac a 100 fold harvest. And I'm not even going to say God gave it to him. The ground responded. Can I say that? Many... <laughs> When the Bible says Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Do you not know the harvest is not a blessing? The harvest is not a blessing. The harvest is the result of seed. It's a law. It's a principle. That's why folks who aren't saved, people who don't even know Jesus can operate in laws. And there's a science, it's all science, physics It's going to respond. 
Gee, the Lord said that from, from the, every seed shall bear of this kind. And this had nothing to do with salvation. So this is why you find some corporations and some uh, community uh, agencies or some individuals can do bestow goods to the poor, give, donate, and great wealth comes as a result because they operate in law and principles. This is not, this, this is not salvation based. It's principle based. But the blessing is salvation based. So you've got to learn, and I'm coming to a close, you've got to learn how to work the principle Right. And then also work the favor of God. And when I say work the favor of God, I mean, work the principle in the in the realm of your obedience and faith to God so that you also trigger a release of a blessing. So not only are you the ground is yielding to you, but the heavens are yielding. Right. Let listen. Um, The Bible said as it is in heaven, as it is on earth, as it is in heaven. So as earth is responding, heaven is responding. As Ruth did the work and labored in the earth, the heavens opened and gave her a blessing. The harvest was she inherited the property, right? The blessing was, well, y'all know the woman was blessed. Praise God. She never had to work that field another day of her life. God gave her, blessed her womb to bear great, great seed to the tune of Jesus Christ. So I don't want you to get stuck. Sometimes we rejoice over, you know, oh, God is, you know, this harvest. I've, I've got a hundredfold. That's wonderful. You work the law. You work the principle. And that's amazing. But now when you move by faith and obedience to God, you trigger the release of this blessing from heaven. So don't just strive for the harvest. Get the harvest and the blessing. Amen. God bless you.